You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. And you, it's got this big fly T bone in the side of its mouth, and you're like, oh my god, like this is it, like it's happening. This is the one. And then I'm fighting this fish. And I'm like, okay, like it's fighting really hard, but like I'm, I'm gonna win. Like I got it. He's pinned good. Like everything is coming together. So I land this fish. I get to fish in the net. I turn around and like my whole cheering section is like, yeah, you did it. Like, so I release this fish, like this 15 pound brown trout. Let him go. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, peace, man. He swims off. And then I pack it in for the day. I'm like, no, because anything else is going to be a disappointment. So I get in my truck and I'm like, I'm just going home. I'm on my way home. Phone rings. Someone's like, hey, like, we got a really good striper bite going on right now. Like, we're in New York. We're at the Montauk Lighthouse. Stripers are just destroying white bucktails right now. I'm like, all right. So I hop in my personal Tesla plane and I fly myself there, jump out at the beach. We catch a few stripers at the Montauk Lighthouse. Dope. This is perfect. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. This week on the program, we are going to welcome Mason Burke. Mason is from Sydney, Nova Scotia, and he has probably skunked uh, YouTube channel, lots of videos to check out, uh, fishing in and around, whether it's ice fishing, fly fishing, uh, musky fishing, striper fishing, bass fishing, he's he's got it covered in Sydney. Um, top cities on the podcast this week. Thanks, folks, for listening. In London, Ontario, Penticton, British Columbia, Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, Greensburg, Pennsylvania, Birmingham, Alabama, Northeastern Massachusetts, Calgary, Alberta, Seattle, Washington, Sacramento, California, Fairburn, Georgia, and Denver, Colorado. But first, uh, before we get to our guest, here's a message from Nate at the Fly Crate. Hey everyone, this is Nate from theflycrate.com. I just wanted to thank you again for listening to the podcast and want to let you know about our new membership option called the Mix and Match subscription. This is for people who don't want us to hand curate a selection of flies for you, but you would rather choose 100% of what you receive each and every month. For $19.95 a month, you will receive $30 of the Fly Crate store credit. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Glad you joined us this time around. And we're going to head out to the east coast of Canada, uh, Sydney, Nova Scotia to be specific. We've got Mason Burke on the line. Now, Mason has his own YouTube channel, uh, probably skunked. I think he's probably... Uh, a little bit humble there because I know he catches quite a few fish, but uh, Mason is joining us. Mason, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, it's kind of cool just to like talk to somebody and do something because I mean, there's like a lot of people that fish out here, but I'm pretty far away from like the world, like where things happen. So it's cool to like talk to people and you know. Yeah, no, for sure, and especially now, it's kind of weird times right now. So, hey, I'm going to, first off, this is a fly fishing-centric show, so I always like to start out uh, with fly fishing. I know you do ice fish, you you do all kinds of fishing out there in, in Nova Scotia, and because I did catch up on some of your vids, and we'll chat about that. But um, let's start about with your fly fishing journey. So tell me when you first found fly fishing, kind of how you came to the, discover it. Yeah, so... I actually haven't been fly fishing that long, like maybe two years now or something since I started fly fishing. But the reason I started fly fishing was because I have an older brother who fishes. He's been fishing like his whole life and stuff. And uh, me and him were fishing two summers ago, I guess. And we were at this spot. And we could see this giant, like giant brown trout just rising and like – doing stuff clearly chasing things like and i was fishing like spinning rod and lures whatever fishing like spoons rapalos spinners whatever and like i'm casting on top of this thing's head and nothing's happening and my brother's like trying to be fair trying to like give me a shot at it like so i'm pretty new to it he's like wants me to catch a big fish 
But eventually he was like, okay, like I'll get it. And then he casts in their fly rod and like literally first cast, the second the fly hit the water, he hooks up to this like six pound sea run brown trout. <laughs> and then like he lands the fish or whatever. And it was by far the biggest trout I've ever seen at that point. And I was just like, like I would have stood here all day bouncing lures off this thing's head and nothing would have happened. I was like, I, I got to figure this out. Like I got to figure out how you're doing this because yeah. that's, same uh, it makes sense and i think too like is i mean let's face it most people that are into fly fishing came at it from either a spin casting background bait casting or maybe using uh, bait in general but the minute you imitate what that fish is feeding on you know you can throw like uh you know whether it's spinner baits for bass or whether it's whether it's uh you know like jigs or whether it's uh rapalas that may or may not be what it's feeding on but if there's a stonefly hatch going on you you float a stonefly by guess what it's kind of game on right yeah yeah makes makes a lot of sense so so tell me who you learned from is is that kind of if you had to cite a few influences who would you uh look to yes yeah, so when i first started out it was definitely like i learned basically everything from my brother that was like hands-on kind of stuff you know he was like just just buy a rod like buy like a five weight rod or whatever like doesn't matter like buy the cheapest one you can find because you're either gonna love it or hate it like it's not a big deal like you're only trout fishing it don't really matter i was like all right cool so i just bought this rod or whatever and he showed me some stuff and i watched like i'm i'm, I'm an internet person like i spend a lot of time on the internet and just like I watched, there's like these old, and the videos actually suck. Like there's these old Orvis videos on on YouTube. They're like, they must be out of like an instructional DVD or something. But like, they're really bad. Like they look like they were on like late night TV or something. But I learned a lot about like casting and setting up my rod and like just kind of figuring it out by watching those videos and then just spending time on the water. Like, you know. Now I'm kind of more reserved. Like I, just, I go fishing when I want to go fishing or when I think it's going to be good or something. But at that point where I was starting to learn to fly fish, I was like going every day. Like I was going trout fishing on in the middle of August when it was like high sun and 38 degrees out, like just trying to figure out how to catch a fish. And uh, I think time in the water was a big part of it. Like, I don't know. It was it was a lot of trial and error. It was kind of like my brother was, you know, he was like, here's how it works. And then I was like, all right, like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. No, that I think I think trial and error is is how many, many people came. I know that that was kind of the way, you know, I, I kind of learned. And there's so many, there's so much information at your fingertips now. And as, as somebody that's, you know, spends a lot of time online, I'm sure you just go on YouTube and you can find out uh how to do pretty much anything so i mean fly fishing is is no different but um maybe walk us through that then so where did that take you next did uh were you all in after you kind of got your feet wet or uh, describe what happened next um so like for a long time what i loved about like fishing in general like and i mean i still do it i still love it but like like being at the beach like surf casting for striped bass like big rods and big lures like that's what i loved and i still love that but during that first period when i was learning to fly fish it was like it was really really frustrating and i was like trying to learn how to do it but like wasn't like you know i would like stop at the lake or a river or something on the way home from striped bass fishing and try for a little while or whatever and then I was actually I – I was salmon fishing, which is a ridiculous thing to do like a month after you buy your first fly rod. But I had a friend who came home from Ontario. He wanted to go salmon fishing or whatever. He was like an experienced fisherman. So I went with him, and I ended up hooking my first trout while we were salmon fishing on the Marguerite. It's like a, like a 10-inch brook trout or whatever. But then after that, I was like, oh, like, like this is this is cool. Like – it's pretty cool to like catch a fish like in such a like interactive handheld kind of way. Mm-hmm. But then later on on that same trip, he hooked like a like a smaller but like a ten or eleven pound Atlantic salmon. And seeing the way he was fighting this fish with his like with a fly rod and stuff, I was like, oh, like 
this is like this is psychotic like i have to i have to do this like and then you know i like i don't care like fly fishing it kind of sucks when you start like you know like when you pretty much anybody like i can go find someone on the street right now give them a spinning rod and a good lure take them to somewhere with trout and like they'll probably catch a fish or get a couple bites and have fun or whatever but like when you're starting to fly fish it is so overwhelming you make a mess of everything you spend way more time tangled than you do fishing you don't know what fly views you don't know how to catch a fish like you don't know anything and it's really frustrating but once i started getting lucky and catching a few fish like just no skill involved just luck then i started to kind of be like okay like i need to like i need to get good like i need to i need to figure it out like mm-hmm. and which then i started kind of that's when i actually started getting influenced by people because i started like reaching out to people either locally or through instagram or whatever who i knew that fly fish trail and being like what do i do like what do i fish how do i make this work right and it's just it was like a kind of a slow progression until one day i had a bunch of fly rods and i don't know where any of my other rods are (laughs) well I think too. I, I tell me if you noticed this when you started fly fishing. You think of all the other ways that you've fished in your life, okay? Whether you're, I know myself, it might be with a say a downrigger. You might have other weight on the end of your rod, so you're not, you know, yeah, you feel the fish, but not just the fish a lot of the time. Even if you're casting big uh, spinner baits or uh, uh, minnow patterns, there's a lot of weight usually involved. But when you just have that super, super light fly, which is weighs nothing, and it's just you and the fish, it's a very different experience. You feel much more in contact with what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, you know, it's been, uh, before I was like into fishing really heavy, I was really into like vintage motorcycles, like vintage Harley Davidson, vintage Triumph motorcycles and stuff. You know, like old bikes from the 50s and 60s that were like, you know, we would just like, like ride around like Vancouver on these like old bikes that were basically just a gas tank and a motor. And then I would try to explain to people like, no, like it's so much better than riding like a modern bike because like it's just you and the motor and the road. And you're like, you're just out there. Like you feel the road, you feel the motor, like everything's going on. Whereas, like, when you have a new bike, it's like, you might as well just be driving a car. And I think fly fishing compared to other fishing is kind of just like that, where it's like, it's just the closest you can get to being there, like, with the fish without, like, grabbing it by hand. Like, Are you from Vancouver? No, no. So I'm, I'm from Nova Scotia, but uh, I lived up until about three years ago. I actually lived in BC for maybe five or six years. I was going to say, like, you're you don't have as strong an accent as I have heard from Nova Scotia. No, no. yeah, I I've heard. It's funny, like when I used to live in BC, I, people would be like, "I don't know what you're saying. Like, why do you talk like that?" I'm like, "I don't know. Like, I have an accent." But then after I came back from there, a lot of people were like, "Like, now you have like a weird voice." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's funny. I uh, I try to get people on from all over North America, all over the world, and it doesn't matter whether you're in the same country. I mean, the States is a good example. I mean, people have different accents from different parts of, of the U.S., and Canada is no different, especially when you go kind of East Coast to West Coast. It's quite There's quite a distance involved. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a difference. So I, I want to get some, you know, take some time to get to know you a little bit off the water. So uh, I'm going to ask you a few kind of random questions just to kind of uh, get a feel for your neck of the woods. You ready for this? Let's hear it. All right, man. Talk to me about tunes. So when you're uh, driving to your uh, fishing destination, destination is what I was trying to say. Is what are you listening to? <laughs> okay, so um, it's, this is funny because when I'm like... Not right now because it's over, but in the summer when I'd be like on the way to go strike bass fishing, it'd be like one o'clock in the morning. I'd be like driving two hours to my spot. And every Saturday on Instagram on my story, I'd post like what I would call the strike bass playlist. 
and I would just post like a bunch of videos of me lip syncing the songs on the way to the spa. <laughs> it would literally, it would be everything from Taylor Swift to like some metal or punk or like, you know, like any, like any like old, like anything from Slayer to like modern punk music, lots of hip hop, everything from like Biggie to Drake. I, I, I think I like to listen to stuff that feels a certain way more than sounds a certain way. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like to have fun, dude. Like, I, yeah, no, I get that. It's not, it's not, and I'm the same. My, my taste in music is like absolutely all over the map, but that you hit it on the head. It's a feeling, right? So you need a certain feeling at a certain point and you're going to find that. It doesn't matter if it's country or rap or rock or whatever. Or Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. Pop, country, she's all over the yeah. map. Um, so, well, that's pretty cool. Um, one fly pattern that you can't live without. So if there's one one pattern you reach for more often than not out of your fly box, what are you throwing? Uh, Kelly Gallup's Sex Dungeon. Favorite place to talk fly fishing. So is there a shop mason like in your neck of the woods is there uh you know a watering hole a, a brew pub is there somewhere you go to talk fly fishing when you're not fishing no there really isn't like we do have a little shop here called hunted treasures and it's like you know it's not just like a fly fishing shop they do sell fly fishing stuff and they sell fly tying stuff but they also sell like you know lots of other fishing stuff and they sell like hunting stuff or whatever but it's not really like a hangout spot but for me like where i talk about like fly fishing the most is like a couple times a week i usually go on instagram live and you know all my friends show up and some new friends show up and stuff and like we just talk shit on instagram live for a few hours a couple times a week and that's pretty much that's like my watering hole i i got to Weird question. I know that you are not in a real small city. I know. I know Sydney's a, a good sized city. Do you know uh, Justin Lovell? Uh, well, yeah. So, no, but yes. Okay. Like, well, the reason I asked that is because I've had him on the podcast, and he just mentioned a couple of the same shops you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't like. I don't know him personally. I know who he is, and like we follow each other on social media. We both go to that same little shop, and we fish a lot of the same places and stuff. But I've never actually met him. Mm-hmm. He he just started a podcast, actually. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, cool. Okay, no, I just sorry to get off track there. I just when you said hunted treasures, I'm like, wait a minute, I know a guy that talked yeah. about that, and I think his show is sponsored by it. And so cool. Yeah. Small world, even though it's not. Um, Favorite sports team, man. So this could go a lot of ways. Are you a hockey, football, basketball, baseball? Um, who do you follow out there? Uh, I think sports suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when I was like when I was growing up, I was like the go to punk rock shows and go skateboarding and like fuck sports and fuck athletes kind of kid. And I've just never really gotten into it. The closest I've ever, like, gotten to being into sports is when I was, like, a little kid. I used to watch Toronto Blue Jays games with my grandmother. So if, like, if someone was, like, held a gun to my head and they were like, yo, like, pick a sports team, I would just say the Toronto Blue Jays because mm-hmm. that's about as close as I've ever gotten. <laughs> that's a, I've never had an answer quite like that. I, I love it. Um, awesome. Uh, when I'm not fly fishing, I'm usually doing what? Fill in the blank for me. Um, I would like for the answer to be like, I'm usually like fly tying or like at the river looking at bugs or like doing research. But like, usually I'm like sitting on the couch, hanging out. I, uh. You know, I got I got a wife and a small daughter and stuff. So if I'm not on the river and I'm not at work, we're just hanging out. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Are you still doing a lot of riding? None at all. Hmm. Which what? is that because is, of the time of year, or is no? That's because of the baby that I made. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a funny way to verbalize it. Your your wife might have something different to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're killing me. Um, biggest lesson that you've learned, Mason, in fly fishing. So if you had to distill down fly fishing for you for a single takeaway, what would it be? Uh, that's kind of tough, but I think the, uh, the biggest kind of one would be that, like, I just, I think I'm a lot more, like, a lot more, um, adaptable than I thought. Like, I can, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I just... I, I get a lot less frustrated than I thought. I'm a lot more willing to be like, okay, like I know this big fish is here. I'm coming back. I'm coming back every day. Like I'm going to f- get this fish and, or like, I'm going to hike 20 kilometers today through like, it's just, I, I, I'm a lot more persistent than I thought I was. I don't give up as easy as I thought I would. Hmm. And, you know, I think it's kind of, you know, it's just, it's just fucking fish and it's not really a big deal. <laughs> But uh, it is like, you know, it's kind of nice to know that like, hey, like if you can show up to the river at like you can leave your house at three o'clock in the morning to go to the river and you're tired and you can still make yourself make decent decisions and go for a big hike. Like, like, what's the problem? Like, get out of bed and go do your chore or go to work or go get groceries or like, you know, it's just it kind of made me realize I wasn't as like as much of like a lazy pile as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you find something you love too, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, the observation aspect of, of fly fishing is always huge because there's things that you notice and you pay attention to that if I was doing something else, I, I probably wouldn't. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, there's like, I've said to people before, like, catching catching fish is cool, but like, it's probably like catching the fish is the least cool part of going fly fishing. Like, my favorite part of going fishing is waking up early and driving there and listening to early morning talk radio and looking out the truck window at like how things look in the dark and seeing wildlife that you normally wouldn't see and like being on the river when it's really quiet and hearing these weird sounds and like getting that like nervous creeped out feeling when you're alone in the dark on the river and you hear sound and like, like catching fish is cool, but it's all the little stuff that you start like noticing or paying attention to. That's like the actual cool part. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. What do you do for a day job right now? Uh, I'm an iron worker. Okay. What's the, um, what's the best job you've ever had? Are you doing it now or is it something you might've done before? This is the only job I've ever had 13 years. Yeah. So what exactly, uh, I mean, I'm a bit of a, when you say iron worker, what exactly day to day are you doing? Well, a lot so, of welding. I, I don't do any welding. Um, you know, like through the iron workers, you mean, there's iron workers that weld, but what I do is basically I put rebar in foundations for concrete slabs or mm-hmm. if there's concrete, there's rebar in it and I'm going to put the rebar in it. So does that, does that job give you plenty of time off to go and chase fins or is it kind of, uh, you know, it's always that fine line between, especially when you've got little ones that are fairly young, <laughs> trying to find that balance, right? No, it's pretty good. Like I get off work every day at three and I'm off every Saturday and Sunday. So it's like, yeah, perfect. Pretty perfect. Yeah. What's the best fly fishing location you've ever been? If you had to pick one. Well, uh, I mean, I haven't, as far as I'm concerned, the best fly fishing spot I've ever been in, which isn't like a ton of spots, but I don't know how to like, I can't like tell you without (laughs) ruining my life, but like, Mm -hmm. There's there's some there's some trout rivers here on Cape Breton Island that, you know, I wouldn't trade them for anything. Well, that's and 
you are right in the middle of a lot of amazing historical rivers as far as fly fishing in Canada. Um, you know, yeah. when you can fly fish for Atlantic salmon, which let's face it, that's not an easy thing to do. It's not an overly productive thing like it might have been maybe a hundred years ago. You got to work to catch those fish, but you, I mean, you're in a place that's really between the stripers and the Atlantic salmon and the trout. You're sitting on some pretty good waters over there. Oh, it's it's insane. Like as far as like as far as like just living life, it's like kind of a shit place to live, to be honest. Like, you know, like if you wanna like if you wanna go to a coffee shop that's not Tim Hortons, you're kind of gonna have trouble. But if you wanna like go outside and go fishing and go hunting and go hiking and stuff like that, like this is the spot. Like hmm. this is as good as it gets. Sounds pretty good to me. So let, let's let's talk about your YouTube channel. So talk to me about first off, probably skunked. <laughs> Why did you call your adventures that? Because I don't think you're getting skunked a lot. I think you're being a little bit, uh, I don't know, humble there or self. I don't know the word, but um, I did I did watch a few of your vids, and you definitely for uh, some of them made me laugh pretty good and. Uh, they're all over the map. Like you're doing, it's basically like a day in the life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the probably skunk thing, you know, it's just like, first of all, it's like, you know, it's kind of like a catchy, memorable name that people can kind of grasp onto. But the reason I chose that is like, you know, it's like, it's, it's self deprecating. It's like kind of making fun of myself, which is a, that's just kind of, that's a sense of humor that I really like. Like, don't be so serious. And I honestly, like, I do catch fish, but I also fall in the water a lot, lose a lot of fish, lose a lot of gear, fall in holes, leave my rod on the truck and drive away. Like, kind of just like a mess, like a clown, the least perfect fisherman of all time. <laughs> and I just wanted to, like, I wanted to present that, like, truthfully and just have like a honest like you know i wanted people to be like oh like you know like that's what it's like when i go out like i kind of suck too and i do suck like you know like there's a lot of people who are really really good i catch fish but like i kind of also suck like i kind of don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> well the minute you think you know what's going on mother nature has a way of kind of sorting that out in a hurry but I, I got to admit, some of your your videos I, th I found quite funny. Um, you were doing some of them were ice fishing. You've got uh, Atlantic salmon, uh, trout. I mean, um, the waters that you're covering are pretty diverse, and it seems like you got a pretty long season when it's open water time. Yeah, I mean, we usually have a little bit of open water by April, and. Last year, I was fly fishing until like the second week of January. Wow. And I mean, it was cold. I was like, I was breaking through ice to get to the open water to like fly fish. But um, yeah, like we get a lot of open water time. And, but I mean, I wish we had a little less, which I'm, half your viewers probably just turned off. But I say this to people all the time. Ice fishing is way cooler than fly fishing. <laughs> ah, interesting we might have a debate on our hands here i mean i hey look i ice fish but for me it's just something to do when i'm waiting for the thaw <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean what what is it you like so much about ice fishing uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah, fair I, enough. It's, it's, honestly it's not something i can like articulate or something i've never really thought about enough maybe but like, ice fishing gets me. I've been saying to my friends since, like, August, like, oh, I can't wait for the ice. Like, <laughs> I, I just love it, man. I love walking around on the lake. Like, I love, like, drilling the hole. I love looking down the hole and watching fish. That's probably the coolest part. Like, you know, if you're fishing in, like, a hut and I'll cut, like, a big site fishing hole or whatever, like a three-by-three three hole, and – Sometimes, like, I won't even fish. I'll just sit there and watch trout swimming around or whatever. And that's pretty fun. I mean, honestly, I don't know if it's actually better than fly fishing. I kind of just say that to 
rub people, <laughs> the wrong way, to bug people. I love fly fishing very, very much, but ice fishing is great. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's in- that's an interesting perspective. So, um, I did notice uh, on your vids that you were you, you could actually I don't know how deep you're fishing in some of those lakes, but you could actually see the fish. So obviously, you must not be fishing on some of those lakes that deep. No, like some of the spots I'm ice fishing, like, I mean, the majority of spots that I found personally where you'll find good trout is only in like three to eight feet of water. Like that would probably be, you know, more like six to 12 feet of water if it was open water. But, you know, three to eight feet of water under the ice seems to be ideal around here anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, if, um, I don't, uh, I don't harvest a lot of fish, but if you're going to, there's no doubt that through the ice, the water's cold and they're probably, uh, they're probably going to taste a little better. Yeah. That's what they say. I, 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 I've never eaten a trout. Really? No, I've never, ever have. It's funny. Cause I, I don't even like trout. I, I, I do enjoy salmon. I'm not going to lie, but trout, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'd rather let them go. Yeah. I just... I, I don't know. I don't really love fish that much. Not enough to... I like catching them more than I would ever enjoy eating them. Hmm. So to me, it kind of feels like every fish I take, I'm like, oh, I'll never catch that one again. So tell me about. Tell me more about your YouTube channel, Probably Skunked. So as we can join you on some of these fishing adventures in and around Sydney, Nova Scotia, um, what got the, uh, the juices going as far as, uh, editing and, uh, putting together videos? Cause that's, that's pretty time consuming stuff. Oh, for sure. It takes up a lot of time. Um, but so before, like when I was younger, like in high school and just out of high school, I used to film and edit skateboard videos of me and all my friends. Mm-hmm. It's like I always kind of had like cameras and I was always editing videos and stuff. And then I kind of like stopped doing that for a while. And I didn't know that fishing videos was like a thing. But then there's this other local guy. His name is Skylar Jador. Uh, amazing fisherman. Uh, very big influence of mine as well. But he posts, he doesn't like. He's not, like, super serious about it or anything, but, like, he was posting all kinds of YouTube videos. More so just, like, clips of him catching fish rather than, like, a day-in-the-life vlog-style videos like I do. But I was like, oh, like, people record fishing. And then from watching his videos, you know, I'd click on the suggestions, and then I realized, like, oh, like, there's people recording fishing that have, like, you know, a million subscribers. And, like, people actually watch it, and then I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm having a lot of fun watching this. And I kind of was just like, fuck, like, fuck, like, I want to do this. Like, I love, like, kind of creating things and entertaining people. And I just putting myself out there. Like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. And then I made this one video. It was the very first video I ever made of fishing. And it was like I was going on this adventure basically blind. My brother told me about this lake that he used to go to when he was young. But he hadn't been in it in, like, 10, 15 years. So he gave me these, like, bland instructions of how to get there. <laughs> yeah, I've had some of those. He was like, I don't know, like, follow this brook through the woods and you'll find it or whatever. And I was like, okay, like, this would be the perfect, like, opportunity to film, like, a little video and see what happens. So I filmed it and I put it together or whatever. And I realized, like, oh, like, I like editing videos as much as I like, like, filming and fishing and everything. Like, this is fun. Yeah. And then I posted it or whatever. And a lot of people liked it. Like people were like, this is the best, like make more of these. Like, this is cool. And I was like, shit, like, all right. And then I just kept making them. And it's been like a year and a half now, I guess, of me just making them. I I totally relate to what you're saying as far as editing. Like I actually, uh, video, yeah, that's great. It's not something I do a lot of, but uh, audio even, it's, it's fun because you can really kind of put together a story. And to me, there's 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 something kind of, I don't know, that raw video, raw audio is always better, I think, in in a distilled down form, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to watch you put your socks on for 10 minutes. No, yeah. Yeah. It's all kind of like 
So I've always, you know, like I feel like I feel in my inside of myself that like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm an artistic person. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to like make something. I want to make art. I want to like create things. Yeah. But like, I can't write, I can't paint and I'm ugly. So it's like, <laughs> at least I can end the video and tell a cool story. There's a quote. I can't write, I can't paint and I'm ugly. And you're probably getting skunked. Yeah, Jeez, at least I can I, tell like a story. What did you call that? Self, 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 depri- uh, self Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a specialty of yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hmm. the more you make fun of yourself, yeah. the more you invite other people to get involved, and then people are laughing and having a good time. And yeah, no, I, uh, I, I get that hundred percent. Um, shoot. Well, let's let's talk about. So, where, where do we find your videos? Um, where's the best place? Uh, YouTube, obviously, a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. So, go to YouTube. It's uh, YouTube.com/slash probably skunked. Or you could go to you could find them on Instagram. Well, you could find like clips and links to them and stuff on Instagram at probably skunked. And like right now on Instagram, I'm like sometimes I'll do stuff on Instagram that's not on YouTube or whatever. Like right now. Every day for 30 days, I'm posting a fly tying video on Instagram only. So, like, that's kind of fun. YouTube's a little bit neglected right now. I haven't posted it in, like, a month maybe. But I've got four videos locked and loaded, ready to go once I'm done with this fly tying thing. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I was, I was watching that um, the other night, uh, pattern that you did on YouTube. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. I was watching how you're stacking that hair too. I was pretty, uh, you gave me a couple ideas. I find when I watch different people tie, I take little bits from everybody. Do you do that a bit? Uh, yeah, for sure. I definitely, I definitely try to, you know, like I follow a lot of really good tires and I watch a lot of fly tying videos and, you know, I try to like learn from everybody or whatever, but it's pretty funny. Like, I'll say, I don't know, I'll watch fly tire guy X, whoever it is. I'll watch them and they'll be like setting a tail or something. And I'll be like, oh, that's a cool way to do it. And then when I go to actually do it myself, I go to like do it the way that person was going to do it. And I'm like, fuck, like, no, no, like this isn't how Kelly Gallup would do it. Kelly would set the tail like this. (laughs) And I... (laughs) I always just like go back to tying the way I learned, which is like by watching Kelly's videos. Yeah. Have you got any crazy stories from the, your time on the water? Is anything weird happened to you that you want to share with us? Oh, fuck. I got some, I got some stories. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's go down I mean, that rabbit hole. You know, I've got, so a crazy story. It's, there's not even like a big story to go along with it but when you say like a story from the river it's one of the first ones i think about in last year salmon fishing i was uh i was fishing this river called middle river which by the way is way cooler than marguerite river it's (laughs) it's like a smaller river but it's really great anyways i was fishing in a river by myself and i was trying to get across the river and i was at a spot where i had crossed the river like a bunch of times before, but never in the fall. So I guess the water was up like a lot. And anyways, I'm trying to cross and I'm filming during this. I had like a camera on my chest, some filming. And I realize like, oh shit, like I'm in trouble. Like I'm about to fall in to this like ripping river. Like this, this is bad. So I'm like, t- I start like turning to try to like get, Edit the current, and then it sweeps me off my feet. And I've got like a backpack on, my waders on, all kinds of stuff on. And then basically, I pop up out of the water, and I'm like, I don't even know how far, like 60 feet downstream from where I just was. And <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what was going on in the moment. I was all fucked up. But in the video, which it's not on YouTube, I just have it on my computer or whatever, but, uh, I pop up in the water, and the first thing I said was, oh, fuck, I thought I was dead. <laughs> like, I just so calm that, like, 
every time I think of it, I'm just like, that was insane. <laughs> but like the video is not anywhere because nothing else happened that day. But I think of that story all the time. Sounds to me like you should post that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, crazy. Right on. Um, walk us through your dream day. So if you, if you had a perfect day on the water, whether, uh, you know, you're fly fishing or whatever you're doing, wherever you are, walk us through that. You know, is it, is there a morning coffee involved? Is there an afternoon beverage? Is, uh, you know, uh, what kind of fish are you chasing? Is it stripers? Is it trout? What's your, what's your dream day look like? Here's the deal. Okay. Wait, before I, before I explain this. Are we talking, okay, when you say dream day, are you talking about like a day that's actually possible or, or or is this like fantasy world where I can catch a brown trout in the morning, hop on a plane to fucking Dubai, hang out for a minute and then fly back and fish again? I think, or are we talking like a realistic thing? I think we should go fantasy world here. All right. I'm going to wake up in the morning like 3 a.m. That's a perfectly reasonable time to wake up. <laughs> I'm going to have a very strong black coffee. And then I'm going to head to this one river that I can't talk about. And uh, I'm going to tie on a streamer that's way too big, like a triple sex dungeon, like a nine inch long trout streamer. And I'm going to fish for like, three hours and without anything happening just casting for like three hours in one spot like one stretch of river just pitching up under trees on fallen wood undercut banks nothing happening for hours and then this one massive trout just comes out and destroys this thing and you it's got this big fly t-boned in the side of its mouth and you're like oh my god like this is it like it's happening this is the one. And then I'm fighting this fish. I'm like, okay, like it's fighting really hard, but like I'm, I'm going to win. Like I got it. He's pinned good. Like everything is coming together. So I land this fish. I get to fish in the net. I turn around and like my whole cheering section is like, yeah, you did it. Like, <laughs> so I released this fish, like this 15 pound brown trout, let him go. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, peace, man. He swims off. And then I pack it in for the day. I'm like, no, fuck this. Because anything else is going to be a disappointment. So I get in my truck and I'm like, I'm just going home. I'm on my way home. Phone rings. Someone's like, hey, like we got a really good striper bike going on right now. Like we're in New York. We're at the Montauk Lighthouse. Stripers are just destroying white bucktails right now i'm like all right so i hop in my personal tesla plane and i fly myself there jump out at the beach we catch a few stripers at the montauk lighthouse I'm like dope this is perfect and then i hop back to my little plane fly home i'm like can't wait to like talk shit to all my friends about this later like this is gonna be good I'm like, okay, there's, it's like 4 o'clock in the evening now. I'm like, there's no way anything else could happen today. Like, it's just not possible. There's no way. And then they call. They call, and they're like, yo, like, we got, like, we got a bite. And I'm like, okay, like, what kind of bite? And they're like, it's the greatest fish of all. And I'm like, what? What kind of fish? And they're like, you know. And I'm like, no, it can't be. And they're like, yeah, dude, it's the fish, like, the one you want. And then I'm like, whoa, no, like my fish, like my dream fish. And they're like, yeah, it's your dream fish. So then you're like, uh, I wonder what his dream fish is. So then they fly me in to this perfect ice fishing spot. And we're just on like this perfect, pristine ice fishing lake. And we're ice fishing for yellow perch, and it's the best. And then I go home. <laughs> That's, I'm not gonna lie. That's a big day. Not, that's a big day. I got I got a little lost in the middle. I'm I'm. Well, I was like, okay, like it's big brown trout, and then I was like, shit, what would I do next? I love it. I asked you to paint your perfect picture. I think you I think you did it pretty darn well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. You're thinking outside the box. 
<laughs> that's kind of that's that's the way to do it. Like, is there anything you would like to see us do differently in fly fishing? Is there anything that kind of irks you, or is there you know anything we could be doing better? Yeah. Yes. Not just in fly fishing, in fishing in general. Um, I think the fishing community really sucks. <laughs> like, obviously, there's a lot of dope people. There's a lot of really good people. I've met some of my best friends through fishing, and there's people out there doing amazing things and stuff. But more than I meet, like, really great people, you know, I meet people who are like I just the thing that like what I'm trying to say is like the thing that bothers me most about fishing is the way I think that like anglers treat each other like like come on now at the end of the day we're like fucking grown ass adults going out after our real jobs going into the water and like putting on rubber pants and tying a toy fish onto a rope and a stick and swinging it around trying to catch other fish. And then, like, a fly fisherman will see a gear fisherman or a gear fisherman will see a bait fisherman or whatever. And even, like, they'll be like, oh, like, that's not real fishing. Like, you can't use bait. And the fly fisherman will be like, oh, you can't use a lure. Like, that's not real fishing. And even within fly fishing, like, you know, like, people will be like, oh, you're a streamer fisherman. Oh, or, oh, you're a Euro nymphor. Like, come on now. It's just fucking like, I, I need to relax. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's uh, it's refreshing. I agree with you 100%. It's like, I mean, I really, you know, I, I used to, uh, my buddy used to give me the gears pretty hard for using indicators or uh, whether you're using a nymph or a dry fly or a streamer pattern. Who really cares? You're fishing, well, right? And, and no, no. I, I'm like you, man. No, I'm 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 not just exclusively fly fishing. We do ice fishing. We do uh, we'll go bass fishing for lures. We'll uh, I'll I'll go fishing for carp. I mean, I I like fishing. Uh, fly fishing is is where my passion is. But but man, it's uh, you put a, a, a any type of fishing rod and a fish and some water in front of me. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty pretty darn happy. Yeah, and I mean like. I just want people to I want people to have fun the way I'm having fun. And like if that if you have to if you're out there with like a spinning rod or whatever, you're fishing live minnows. But like you're having like a good time and at the end of the day you're gonna go home and you're smiling and you're in the truck and you're talking to all your friends, like, yo, this has been a great day. And you go home and you tell your wife or your girlfriend or your husband or whatever, like yo, this has been a great day. And like, that's what, like, that's what we should all be concerned about. Like, I don't give a fuck what kind of rod you use to catch the fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. No, that's good stuff, man. So I, you know, it's been great chat with you. I really enjoyed it. I, I want to stay, stay tuned with your, your YouTube stuff. You got any, anything, any new vids you're working on right now for, uh, probably skunked? Yeah, so I have a, the next couple of videos I'm gonna post. Uh, I'm not gonna post them till November because there's not a ton going on here in November. So I'm gonna save some videos for then. So just so like I have something to post. But I have a musky fishing video, and I have at least two trout videos. One of which was the best morning of streamer fishing of my life by far. Cool. Well, and I'm very excited. We'll look forward to that. Do you uh, you ever use music in the background? I noticed you have a few video clips and what that sometimes you just kind of insert in, in random places. But um, how, how does how do you cross the music uh, barrier on YouTube? That's one thing I struggle with. Uh, so yeah. So for me, uh, with music, I just I use a service called Epidemic Sound. Okay. Website, you pay $12 a month or whatever, and they have like, you know, whatever, a million songs on there or whatever. And they're all, if you pay the membership and register your YouTube account or Instagram account or whatever, you're fully licensed to use that music. Hmm. That's good to know. Yeah, that's a good, um, that's a good tip actually, because I know I've talked to yeah, other people that struggle with that. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. I mean, obviously, if there was ever like a, you know, if there was like an artist who was like, hey, like you can use my music. 
I would love to like use somebody else's music or whatever, but Epidemic Sound works really great for what I do. So throw out all your media again out there for us if you want to follow Probably Skunked. Uh, this is uh, Mason Burke out of Sydney, Nova Scotia. He's a busy guy with his videos uh, when he has time. Um, where do we where do we find your vids on on uh, Instagram and and uh, YouTube? All right, so right now Instagram is kind of the hot spot. Uh, Instagram at probably skunked, or then you go to YouTube, which is YouTube.com/slash probably skunked. There's a Facebook group, but I'm not sure you find it. You probably just type probably skunked or whatever. <laughs> that's it. That's that's only social media I maintain. Um, is there anything that we, we haven't covered you want to talk about? No, I think like I think we pretty much covered everything. Like mostly I just want like the main thing, you know, like I don't like want to be famous or like I don't want to do this for a living or whatever. I mean, I do. Like, of course I do. But that's not my goal. My goal really is basically to make people realize like it's okay to like have fun. You don't need to be so serious. We're just fishing. Like everything's a fucking joke. Like have fun. Like the probably skunk slogan that's on like all the shirts and stuff is have fun fishing. And that's. That's like what I want to portray in the videos. That's what I want to portray when I'm talking to people. You know, like, don't take yourself so seriously. Just have fun. I love it. Well, thanks, thanks, Mason, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I wish you an awesome, uh, awesome winter of uh, well, on the hard ice and at the tying bench. And uh, we'll touch base again in the future. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate it. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.